Oh, hello there. Welcome to the Food and Movies Podcast, the show where we investigate the intersection between food and movies. We tell jokes, go on tangents, and generally overthink all of the instances of food in popular movies. We start the show by giving our general thoughts on the movie, and then we examine each instance of food in the movie chronologically. We wrap up with food awards and final thoughts. This is absurdist film criticism at the highest level, brought to you by the Cinema and Sandwiches YouTube channel, which is another seamless melding of both food culture and movie culture. Jer, enlighten us. What's the movie this week? We're doing a, an interesting one. Um, with with Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse, the animated uh, film. Spider-Man's this kind of love child between Sony and Marvel. Mar mm -hmm. Or did Disney, sorry. Marvel sold the rights to Sony, but, you know, back in the Tobey Maguire days. And then they did, they also did the one with uh, Andrew Garfield. And then they did the, the spinoffs there with Tom Hardy, the Venom. That's kind of all part of that little universe, if you know your comic books. But then Disney swooped in and tried to kind of bring it into their universe. But Sony said, no, 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 no. We, this is a big moneymaker for us. So now they kind of share it. It, it. it is shared by multiple owners, which is interesting yeah. for a franchise, right? You said three, Disney plus the other two. Everyone's got their hands kind of in it. Yeah, Sony and Disney are kind of, they're always the two on the forefront. I'm not sure of the other ones. Um, mm -hmm. But I think Sony realized what if, if they bring it into the, what do they call it, the Feige-verse, the Kevin Feige Marvel-verse or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, they're going to make, they just stand to make so much money, right? So they're just mm. like, here you go. And every now and again, I think they do some animated thing. And I believe this kind of falls under that category. And as, you know, as, as we'll, we'll jump into it. What did you think of, of this film? And, and oh, man. Um, let me tell you, I cannot say enough good things about this movie. I think it's... It, it's not only a great movie, but I think it's one of those movies that moves all of movies ahead a little bit. This this is a really a movie for this generation where it's it's interesting because as religion kind of is becoming less and less adopted as time goes on, the generation seems to be reaching out for some kind it's like morality plays. You know, they're looking for someone to tell them what is the right thing to do. And these old myths, which uh, comic book characters are, are basically modern day mythology. You know, you got this guy's a Spider-Man, this guy's a Batman, this, you know, Superman is uh, the latest incarnation of like Hercules, Achilles, Samson from the Bible. These are all old characters repackaged for the youth of, I think, the 1940s and 50s who loved it. And then they grew up and their kids loved it. And now we're making movies out of it, which, as I mentioned in my uh, review or sandwich for Inception, how a dream is the manifestation of the subconscious of an individual. A movie is the manifestation of the subconscious of the collective. These are our collective dreams. That's why they have all that Jungian symbolism in them and why they have all the mythological symbolism in it is because those things are generally also seen in dreams. So I think the, our... our the, uh, the the entire population of movie going uh, the movie going audience clinging to these franchises and I mean Star Wars is mythological too these are all mythological characters so I think this is some way the new religion I think for the generations moving forward or a sub or some kind of or similar a cousin to religion I think now is these these uh, 
these comic book movies and franchise movies. What your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I agree with what you're saying. I think that this film, in and of itself, as an animated film, was very, very good. Um, it had everything I like in an animated film. It had a lot of what I like in a film film, in a you know live action film. Uh, this sits apart from the rest of the Marvel movies that I see today um, in that it actually kind of had... I, I'm not. I, I'm not sure of the word I'm trying to find. Like I've been think, trying to think about this all day. Like, what does it have that they don't? That makes it makes me interested in it. And there's no real connection beyond the fact that it is, to your point, there. It is a mythol. It's a mythology. It's talking about a specific time in Marvel history where Spider-Man and a bunch of other characters lived in a multiverse, which they're also doing over there on Mar in the actual Marvel world. Um, quick, quick, quick note on multiverses. It's it's very interesting that right now multiverses seem to be taking over uh, movies in general. So th there's something about multiverses and different possibilities, which is kind of on the collective unconscious of of all of us. I think. Sorry, but yeah, well, it's that thought of there's there's another me in another uh, coil of time, another strand of time doing the exact like there's an evil chair or there's yeah. a, there's a very rich chair. Or there's, you know, uh, an Asian Jer. Um, oh, that'd be cool. Asian Jer would be cool. Asian Jer would be dope. I would hang out uh, with Asian Jer all the time. Hell yeah. Uh, but at the at the end of it, and I think that's kind of, it, it may be uh, mirroring, and I would, you know, I would almost say we should have invited Nasser onto this one. But, I was uh, going to say that. Yeah, this is, this thinking, must be Nas's famous, favorite, most favorite movie of all time. It because be. he, I don't know if it's his favorite, but he liked it. I know that. But he knows enough about um, Marvel. Like I don't, I don't have the background on the comic books as much as as he would. But this multiverse story would happened years ago. Like they wrote it in the comics years ago, I'm sure. Um, and now they're doing it as part of. So it was a it was an Avengers thing where they go into the multiverse, and it was multiverse tastic. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was. <laughs> but now they're doing it in film. But what's interesting about it is I'm wondering if society is making them go there as part of your theory to this whole, it's a religious, it's kind of there, these are our new gods. It's sort of like um, new religion, basically. Yeah. yeah. Or if Which they're Which is my favorite pair of genes, by the way, new religions out there. Anyway, true, true, true religion or new religion? Whatever, man. Okay. Um, new religion, isn't that a song? Or no, bad religion. Anyway. Bad religion. Yeah. Um, the, 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 R.E.M. Like, Losing sure My Religion, the, by the way. That's a good song. Yeah. I'm not sure if the multiverse comes out of society or society is coming out of the multiverse, if you know what I mean. Like, they set... The multiverse was set years ago. They chose to do it. And now, as a society, we, we're seeing that and we're following it. Or something in society is dictating it now is a time for this movie to be... not to be relevant. Well, I, I do have a theory on the whole multiverse taking over movies i think that might be because of video games are so big now okay. and in a video game you can play a level whatever mess up go back do it again two different things so you you can kind of get that in video games which i think might be shifting over to movies it's, that's my only theory i i have no idea if it's right or not but, from a um, from a legit like just a purely logistic standpoint the multiverse makes sense because if they do something stupid 
like let's say they go ahead and they kill Iron Man as you know as they I think they did. I don't spoiler alert. So no one knows anymore. It's um, multiverses, man. All no of a knows. sudden, they can just multiverse him back into existence and be like, "This is Iron Man. This is Asian Iron Man." Yeah. And all of a sudden, Ken Jong is Iron Man, and it's like, hey, you know, like, or the, the you know Iron Man. And then also, what it does is, is um, specific to this Spider Man is if they want. Although I know the comic book people are going to chime in and say he was black in a in the comics. They can make Spider Man black, or they can make Spider Man Asian or gay or whatever the heck they want, and and just say, oh, this is multiverse Spider Man, and you know these these are the rules now, buddy. So they can use that to take the story in whichever way they want. Would gay Spider-Man be a top or a bottom? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I think I mean, you know. I think you know. I think I, we all know. I, Come on. I, we know. We know. I think top because he can, he can web in from above. No, no. It's a personality thing. It's a personality thing. Uh, yeah. I don't know. What do you, yeah, you, what do you know? I, don't... <laughs> I, 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 I got to go bottom. You think? Uh, well, not me, bottom. I'm not going bottom, but oh. Spider-Man, I think. <laughs> so, is, uh, some, I was way too defensive about that. Some, thing, too... <laughs> some things are just going to leave a mystery, right, Paul? Oh, God. I was just way too defensive about that. Sorry if I offended anyone with my defensiveness, but I'm going to go ahead and go on the record. Spider-Man's probably... Gay Spider-Man's gay probably... Sp- gay multiverse bottom. Spider-Man is a bottom. I'm going to say bottom, yeah. Okay. He's so timid, and he's like, oh, oh shucks. You know what I mean? He's like, I think, I think that dude's a bottom, man. But he's very acrobatic. Bottoms, dude, bottoms can be 300-pound wrestlers. It's, it's just about the personality, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, if I'm going by, like, basic tropes, then Thor is a top, and, and gay, sorry, gay Thor is a top. And, Thor, and gay Thor gay, is a top, yeah. Make sure you Spider-Man say gay bottom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If, from the gay multiverse. I go back and forth on Superman, like, because he does have a split personality. Like, Clark Kent, 100% bottom. Superman, definitely a top. So where where does he go? What does he do? Yeah, I don't know if two straight guys can really get into and analyze the gay multiverse. I don't know enough about the gay multiverse to really dive We can in. enter our own gay multiverse and I talk about get, it right now? Can't we just I enter? I can make it? guesses. I can put a filter on and we can enter the gay multiverse right now and discuss <laughs> it if you'd like. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we are entering the gay multiverse now. Jer, your thoughts. Superman, top or bottom? Gay Jer, you're gay right now. Uh, Superman. It's a tough one because he's he's he. You know what? There are dudes who swing both ways. I've heard about these guys. Well, yeah, they're, he's, they're he, actual. Yeah, there's he's, a name for it. There's a name for it. I think they're called he's versatile. Versa, he's versatile. Yeah, versatile. Yeah, he's versed. Okay. He's totally right. versed. Um, right. but Batman, total top. Batman is. Yeah, look, he got Robin with him, like, for yeah. a reason. Like, what yeah. are we talking about, you know? But, but I would find that gay multiverse Batman and Robin, it would be interesting if Robin was the top. He wouldn't be. Come on. It, it, that Well, no, you're actually, there might be a, multi, a gay multiverse. Within the gay Batman multiverse, there could be one where Robin is the like hero. A, a bizarro. And Batman is his sidekick. A bizarro would, gay multiverse. Yeah, that could wow. happen. That could that's, happen. That, that's deep. Yeah. No, that the, could happen. The one problem I'm seeing with this, where we've taken the, the Bizarro gay multiverse, is that right. DC is not part of Marvel. So, no. There's no gay multiverse. But in that multiverse, they could be. I don't know if there is a multiverse. I haven't seen a DC multiverse yet. 
Someone should make one. I mean, we could make millions. Okay, Flash, top or bottom? Gay Flash. My, gay, 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 Flash. gay multiverse Flash. Uh, top. Gay Hulk? Bottom. Would you smash Gay Hulk? Or let... Would Gay Jer allow Gay Hulk to smash? I don't know. I'm not into the green people. No? That's, that is... No. That is racist. That is just flat out racist. <laughs> well, if this is racist multiverse chair talking. Oh, so, you know, everyone in that multiverse is racist. Um, against green people. Yeah. She-Hulk, though. Uh, yeah, maybe. Okay, so it's not about the green. It's, it's, it was more... Well, no. Right, you know, it's, it's getting weird. This is, we I'm, gay, get... I'm in gay racist multiverse chair right now, so... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be into She-Hulk. I'm not sure where we're at in the multiverses anymore. I kind of lost my way. <laughs> we've taken it pretty. We, I mean, we've explored the multiverse. Should we go back to just regular? Yeah, let's go back to the verse. regular universe and All right, then regular we will... universe. Regular we're entering, going back to the regular universe. Is there anything you want to say in the gay uh, verse multiverse right now before we leave? That's all I got. You can say whatever you like. It's not, it won't be held against you. It's is there any dude out there you would smash? As a <laughs> no, man, you're so. not getting this out of me, man. No. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, I should I should at least name one, you know, that I yeah, would smash. Please. Uh, who would I smash? Who would I gay smash? Um, Craig Ferguson, gay smash. Bold. Yeah, not th- uh, out of left field, right? Are we going to ask a why or? He's so damn charming, man. Like I almost want to smash him now, frankly. Um, Are we out of the gay universe multiverse? No, we're still in. You can throw oh, okay. in if you want. Yeah. No, no, I, I just I I. I'm taken aback by the question. I need time to really pick a great answer here. Oh, okay. Hey, listen, I respect the fact that you want to think about it. Maybe next because episode. Because you're taking it seriously. You're taking it seriously. Yeah, well, I don't want to, yeah. like, I don't want to just throw my hat in the ring with any any old dude. I No. This is on the blockchain. It's going to live forever, bro. Like, you need to make a stand and yeah, make a I, solid pick. You got to think about yeah, it. Maybe next episode we'll go back into the game multiverse and we'll... I'll, I'll see if uh, if, I, right, we'll, if I've come we'll, we'll up dip, with something. We'll dip back in at a later time if uh, you feel you have something to say or uh, <laughs> something to come out of, possibly. But, uh, anyway, back to the regular non-gay multiverse. Just the regular verse. We're going back. There we go. I forget what we were talking about. Uh, it got real gay there for a while, and then we came yeah. back. Um, yeah. But we were talking about multiverse. Yeah, multiverse. Okay, but uh, so... But Spider-Man, I did wanted to say this this about Spider-Man uh, into the multiverse. Uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, geniuses, by the way. If you look at their track record and what they've done, these dudes have never missed. And they came up with the Spider-Verse. Th- these these are the leading. These guys are leading Hollywood right now as far as quality movies go. They they are something else. And the way they got done dirty on the Han Solo movie never sat right with me because. They, they left the project. Yeah, and it seemed very clear that it was the studio that wanted them to leave. Either they fired them, or like gave them the opportunity to leave, or they made their life a living hell and forced them to leave. But the studio seemed to be proactive in them leaving that project. And then once they left, they leaked all these stories, smearing their names. And I think, and I'm of the opinion of you are what your track record says you are. And if you look at their track record, yeah, it's pretty goddamn good. And you look at the Han Solo movie. Not great, guys. So I didn't. I'm f- 
I didn't hate the Han Solo movie. No one hated it. No one loved it, though. Yeah, no, I didn't. I mean, a lot, but a lot of the Star Wars stuff, if we're talking about these different big franchises that are happening these days, a lot of the Star Wars stuff has just been kind of like, okay. Like, there have been a couple of great things. Been a couple of duds. That that was, I would say, that was the low point of the modern Star, the Disney uh, Star Wars projects. Yeah, I would say. yeah. That the Han Solo movie was kind of, well, that one and then Rogue One was fantastic. Yeah, Rogue I One mean, was fantastic. Uh, the first of the three with uh, with those people that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, then the second two I didn't like. I think the bad bad batch has been great, and uh, Andor has been great. A- Andor um, was really good. Uh, the so they've had some hits and misses, but Han Solo was a miss, bro. Like, what? Come on, man. Yeah, I think it could have been. I could have been really good if they'd done it correctly. But um, I I think they're not all going to be gems, especially if the studio's like dipping their toe in every time. Yeah, that seemed to work on Rogue One. They actually brought a different dude in. So it did seem to work, which may have given them a false sense of confidence yeah. in replacing these yeah. guys. So, But Spider-Verse, man, like we're, we're ad guys. And like we advertising is run on ideas. We're idea people. And there were so many ideas. Just I think the idea per minute, minute jammed into this movie of so yeah. many things, just things, little ideas here and there, little jokes, little background things. You know, messing with the media, messing with the form, uh, the insert, everything, everything. And also, I wanted to say, I think this owes a spiritual debt to uh, one of our favorite movies, Rocky IV. Actually, no, you didn't like Rocky IV. I don't like Rocky IV. Sorry. Uh, one of the Rocky Rocky IV, which we have uh, no appreciation for. Uh, I kind of like it. But the Rocky IV was like 90, I want 90, 80% music video montage, music yeah. montage. Yeah. This movie heavily music montage too a lot of it was music montage yeah so. i noticed that right up front that it had a good soundtrack had a yeah. lot of had a lot of you know some biggie smalls in there a couple of a couple of good tracks in there so i think it was it, the music definitely carried it through and i think that was part of they built that right into right off the bat into miles the main character you know we, we yeah. open on him listening to music so great I think, song too yeah, I think that that plays a definite part, and I think you're right. It's it ca- it definitely was the thread throughout the whole story, but a very subtle one. It came up a couple times, but it wasn't it wasn't like a Bass Lerman movie where the music is like huge, like it's a big part of it. Man, Elvis, that Elvis movie he put out, that yeah. was that was literally in the whole movie was a montage. Yeah, it was just complete montage editing. There was very few set pieces or anything like that, but. Yeah, which is kind of what I'm seeing. We should do that movie? No, I was just... Oh. I I forget there's food in there or not, but go ahead. Probably. Elvis ate a lot. Um, But there are a lot of like... This movie is is not that. Because there are a lot of movies these days which are just like a series of montage-esque vignettes that just keep going and going. Like Babylon was that to me. And I was like, this is long. Yeah, that's that's becoming a bit of a style. Yeah, and I think it's because as a as a society, we're just our attention spans are not there anymore. I was right? I was going to mention that, like I was trying to watch Spider Man, rewatch Spider Man while doing other things, and I couldn't do it. You have to; it demands your full attention because there's yeah. so many things in it. You won't you the movie really won't be the same if you're looking at something else. So no, 
you have to focus. And I was glad that I actually did because the first time I watched this movie, I was at a at a family function. It was on the TV. The kids were watching it. So I, I usually at any family function, I just park myself on it at a like at a couch in front of a TV and have like a beer and then the kids will watch whatever. And I just so I don't have to like interact with too many people. Um, right. And I watched it and I liked it then, but I wasn't paying full attention. This time, because I, you know, we were going through and picking out the food scenes as best we could, it that having that singular focus on it got me into the story a lot more. Yeah, yeah, so it, yeah, just man, it was good. It was so good, and and a real movie of this time of of short attention spans. Yeah, um, Stanley Kubrick once said that. Everything in a movie should be interesting. Everything. The music, the editing, the acting, the costumes, literally every the plot. And Spider-Man really is that everything about this movie is interesting. Yeah. Uh, just all the way through. I think it was very, um, like, just, not. I don't know much about animation style. The animation style seemed great. Um, but it also had just, like, the composition of things was yeah. very was very beautiful. Yep. And even when things were kind of all psychedelic, it was done in a way that if I had been, if I had, I, it makes me want to go back and watch it, maybe a little stoned or something. Oh. To get that kind of visual, uh, you know, that visual effect of it. Maybe not so much be leaning into the story, but the just the visual storytelling they did without give, getting the script, like, the scene where that big thing that connects them to the kingpin's big, I don't know what the hell they call these things, but the kingpin's yeah. big thing that's opening up the portals to the different spider verses. Uh, when that thing goes off in the, in yeah. the climax scene, that whole thing yeah. is just like, it's Kubrick esque in, uh, it reminded me of, uh, 2001 when it all goes kind of sideways in 2001 and you're seeing all those, that whole montage of psychedelic fun um, or interstellar when they go into the black hole and that happens like it, the movie takes a turn there visually and the story continues and yada, yada, yada. But the visual sequence is unbelievable. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I, I, I was, we, we mentioned this before about how, Things in advertising creatively are done by teams of two people, a creative director and an art director. It's Sorry, no, an art director and a copywriter. Sorry. Yeah. And it seems to be an extremely effective way of just just working creatively is having two people, a writer and, a, and a, an art director. This movie feel, felt like it was put together by two people. It's actually directed by three guys. Yeah. Which I completely understand because if you got three guys working very well all together – it makes sense they would come up with a movie this dense and with so full of ideas and so layered, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure one person could have really done something like this on their own. I don't think one person would be equipped to do that. Yeah, I don't know if they would have gone. Like, I think one person, if I were to take this apart, I'd say one person probably handled the visual style, the visual mood or whatever you want to call it. One person mm -hmm. handled the, the delivery of the story, the storyline, and the other probably did sound like how it sounded and yeah and and that um i don't know how they divided work that's how I, in my mind i see it because 
Every mm-hmm. pillar of this film was was firing. Yes, yes. Which I Absolutely. thought was cool. I, it's one of those movies where I kind of hate it a little bit because it's something that I wish I had come up with. Yeah. You know? Well, and it stands alone. It, it, like, uh, it totally stands on its own. Like I said before, I know the mar- actual Marvel is doing their multiverse thing, but this is kind of its own thing. Like it, it, yeah. it, it fits in there for sure, but it's also like none of the villains look the same as they do in the... And I think that was a deliberate choice. Like Kingpin is more reminiscent of the comic books where he's this hulking mass of dude. Kingpin was awesome. Yeah, as as opposed to the TV shows where it's Vincent D'Onofrio, who does does an awesome job with it in his own right, because Vincent D'Onofrio does an awesome job with everything. Mm -hmm. But, um, and then the the goblin is like this big monster, and there's an anime robot, and, you know, all this stuff that kind of comes in and is not kind of necessarily canon to what they're doing over in the marvel verse there yeah i I don't know i found that fun i found that refreshing because to be honest with you i'm getting a little bit like tired of the other one yeah i think i I think most people are because at this point in the game basically the the mainstream movie going budgets are mostly going to these franchises they're mostly going to comic book movies or Fast and Furious movies or Star Wars movies, basically, right? Or whatever James Cameron is doing. <laughs> Cameron's like, he's got, he's an outlier. He, he does whatever he wants. He's but making uh, Avatar movies for the rest of his career. Yeah, Avatar movies for the rest of his <laughs> career. Next next one is going to take place in the desert, maybe. I don't know. We, we got underwater, so who knows. But eventually, you, you kind of start running out of ideas within yeah. the franchise. So I think at that point, they're going to start adding genre to it. Which yeah. they've already done in Star Wars. They've started adding like Western genre elements with their their stuff. The, Bob, think, the Boba Fett and the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Book of Boba Fett and uh, Mandalorian were basically reimagined westerns, but in the Star Wars universe. But that was kind of the original Star Wars, the the A New Hope. Mm-hmm. That was kind of what inspired it, like samurai films and yeah. cowboy. Yeah. yeah, so it was kind of like a space cowboy genre that that but it, it it trailed away from there like believe me the star wars evolved to so many different things but that first one that's kind of why i, I dig the john favreau boba fetty things because mm-hmm. they are kind of closer to that first one they live in a small world and andor as well lives in a much smaller macroscopic world than a lot of the other star wars stuff kind of got blown out to the universe whereas it it's like i want to know what's going on on one planet I want to know yeah. the, the politics of this one planet and how the underground crime rings work and, you know, are there unions? What's going on? That That's kind of interesting to me as opposed to a over-my-head galactic battle that I just, all right, great. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, which is what's the, the, the great thing about uh, having a, I guess, star wars universe or a movie with the universe and even a multiverse is that you can do things within that now it becomes expansive enough and there's enough of a palette there where you can dive in basically wherever you want yeah. you can do genre stuff over here they did a heist movie with rogue one combined with like a military raid it was like the you know so they did that with rogue one and you can do you can do anything now it's just branded in the star wars universe yeah so yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Uh, Knives Out, by the way, Glass Onion. Um, 
looking forward to more of those. That's that's their own universe. That's the universe I'm looking yeah. looking forward to getting into. But yeah, um, for sure, I'm hoping they do more. I like the I like the characters within the. I love how he's basically created a niche for himself. It's like we're gonna do these Agatha Christie style mysteries. And you can do them forever now. The cast can interchange. You don't need Daniel Craig, really. You no. just need the style to continue. And so. they can come, they can do, uh, they can keep it up to date with what's going on in society. Like this, the Glass Onion was definitely very current to certain members of society, whereas the previous Knives Out one was a little bit more of an introduction to what they're doing. So it was a yeah. little bit more old school in you know, the, the classic whodunit, but now you can bring in characters that are, you know, social media gurus or influencers or, or what, what have you. And I thought that that was interesting too. Yeah. So, and also they can go back in time if they want to, they can yeah. go to world war two. They can go, you know, Victorian England, make it a knives out movie. I'll watch it, man. If they can have an, an, an ancestor of Craig's character. Yeah. Yeah. They can play uh, Animation too, you can dive into. I just love this world building, but um, yeah, and it seems I, like yo, we got to build our own world, man. We already got the gay universe that we just created. We got to build our own kind of like worlds. The, the gay, the gay bizarro multiverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could do we could do a lot. We could make a lot of money with that. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Should we get into the food? Yeah, let's get in the food. Well, why don't you why don't you go ahead and start it off? Because it looks like the first one was. I would, yeah. but I, I closed the the windows. Oh, so okay, can no you, problem. Can you start it off, and then I'll pick it up in a second. Sure, sure, no problem. <laughs> so we start the movie off with a uh, a montage, recapping the many lives of Spider Man, and the first instance of food is the recap intro scene with Mary Jane, and they are drinking fancy champagne, and there are bread rolls on the table. What are your thoughts about the scene and the food in the scene I think, as, as it applies to the movie in general? I think what's funny about this scene is they do this scene three or four times throughout the movie. Like mm-hmm. the, I'm Spider-Man and I'm the only Spider-Man. And blah, 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 blah. This is the first one and it's kind of a, it's what we know of the Sony Spider-Verse, right? With Toby. And so they tell that Toby story and they borrow you know, him pulling the train or him holding the thing or this, that, and the other, they borrow that. And so it it brings us into this movie in a very comfortable, oh, Spider-Man's, uh, you know, the white guy. Uh, we know his story. Everything's normal. He's the only Spider-Man. I'm very happy. Oh, Mary Jane's here and they're out for dinner. Oh, I remember that scene when they were out for dinner, having the, celebrating the thing and it all goes to heck. You know, like, so that sets up the story very nicely, and then they they do it again, and then they do it again, and every time it's a little different, and every time it changes, and then they do it at the end, and it's it's now Miles' story. So I found it to be interesting. I mean, the food, the bread rolls, if you want to overthink it, there are bread rolls much later in the film as well. I don't know if they're bookending with bread rolls here, but uh, I... Carbohydrates, big theme, by the way, is also a bagel later on. Yeah, a lot of carbs in this movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but which yeah. I think you would need as a Spider-Man. Like you're burning so much energy, calories. You you have to have a carbohydrate-based diet, I assume. Yeah, I, well, I wonder. I wonder what. Uh, 
That like, man's doing acrobatics. He's flipping all over the place. He's shooting stuff at it. Like he needs a, he needs a lot of calories. You can only get those carbohydrates. But what's his metabolism like? He's jacked, man. Come on. But does he have? Do, do the spider powers give him a, an enhanced metabolism where he doesn't need as much food, or or does it overactivate his metabolism where he needs like a ton of food? Well, every dude I know with a high metabolism, they just, they eat forever, man. They just yeah. pack it away. They can't, they yeah, can't it, get full. And it doesn't, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. But also they, they need that food. Like their body's burning it. They just have to eat it. Huh? Yeah. Annoying people though. If you're, I grew up with one of those guys and uh, I got fat and he didn't, even though we ate the same stuff. Yeah. Very I annoying. I used to have one when I was like tw- in my twenties. Yeah. As, soon, as soon as I took an office job and just started like sitting all day, it mm. it died. You know so, why? Your body realized, oh, this guy got an office job. Yeah. And it just shut the metabolism down. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. He, he's not going to need this anymore. Not going to need that. Shut that right down. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. That's life. Yeah. Uh, minute two. Spider-Man is recalling the things that... Uh, have been had bore his name promotionally in the past yeah. one was a cereal one was a so-so popsicle yeah it which a, looked pretty gross yeah it was a s- very sad popsicle um mm-hmm. when you were a kid or or nowadays did you were you allowed cereal like that like promotional sugary cereal it was inc- my parents were immigrants they had no idea what the food over here was like they saw a cereal on tv they saw everyone eating cereal sure Kids, yeah, this is yeah. what they eat over here. Eat some cereal. I still, to this day, I don't eat it anymore. Like, a, you know, as, as, a, as a grown man, I'm not supposed to have that much sugar. Mm-hmm. But um, when, uh, when the wife and I go visit my mom, because she winters down in Florida, because she's at that age. Um, Shout out to, uh, what's her name? Penny. Shout out to Penny. Yeah. We go down. We always make a point of, like, each of us picks out as sugary as cereal we can. And that's our breakfast for that trip. It's like a little. What do you, what do you eat? What, what What are your cereals? I go. I so I'm big into cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, you filthy animal! Yeah, I'm big into that one. Whoa! Um, and then also the Reese's the Reese's puffs. Oh, you are an animal! Yeah, those are my. You are a filthy animal. Favorite. And if and if those are not around, and I'm in the yeah. U in the U S specifically because they don't make them in Canada. Yeah. A- Apple Jacks. Sick. Yeah. I thought you were going Captain Crunch. It cuts up the top of your mouth. Yeah, I liked Captain Crunch, but what what about yourself? Do you have any uh cereal? Uh, if I'm going pure nostalgia with small amounts of guilt, yeah. I'm going with Rice Krispies, which are not that bad. They're fine, that's but a, that's a cop out. You slice up some some uh bananas in there and it is phenomenal. You just made and that then, you just made that healthier. I know. I know. I'm I'm much better than you, but this is what I'm trying to communicate now. This is an attack on you personally. My per- you, yeah, I mean, like, what's yeah. going on here? I thought you were with me. No, mm-hmm. no, you, you, I'm not. I'm not at all. And my other cereal is like the Honey Nut Crunch, which is, I think, a, a variation of cornflakes, which it's one of those cereals where they try to get you to think that it's healthy by putting, like, granola around the photo of it and stuff and yeah. the stalks of wheat in the, in the background and stuff. Yeah. But it actually is horrible. It's got tons of sugar in it. So... You're actually better than me because you stare the sugar in the face and you say, come at me. I'm like, oh, I don't, I'm trying to trick myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 
So there, I think you won that one. Well, we'll see. I mean, time will tell who won that one. Do you think that the idea of the the capitalist system has somehow he's trying to communicate that the capital capitalism taking on Spider Man and the commercialization of Spider Man somehow ruined him, or see, he seems cynical about it? I think if it would apply better to the other one, the the Spider Man who is ruined, like fat, right. I, I call him Fat Spider Man. Um, fat, fat Spider-Man. Yeah, because he comes through. I think this Spider-Man, the the one that we first meet, first Peter Parker, is kind of at the height of his game. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, he's he's the guy. Everyone... So, so this would be promoting, like, this This would be saying, these are good things then, not, not he, bad things. Yeah, I think he's like, I think he's just saying, yo, this is listing off his accomplishments, right? Well, I think we beat that uh, spider horse to death. Let's go minute 341. In a scene which we have seen in a thousand movies, we enter the main story, which is Miles Morales. Yeah. He's trying to get his way. He's in the morning trying to get his way to school. And, uh, you know, it's a scene we've seen in movies all the time. I think it's a great way to start a movie, which is you, you see the character rushing through his breakfast or through his house to try to get to where he's going, either to work or to school or somewhere. Yeah. And it's something I think is very familiar and just a nice, comfortable way to ease our way into a story by showing us this thing that we've all done a thousand times and a good and way to keep... meet meet his family really mm-hmm. quickly like this is your dad he's gonna drive you this is your mom she's da, da, da. right like you get you get through the family introductions like in an instant and then he's out the door and you can begin the story by the way if film and tv had was any indication of real life the every single breakfast Basically, that we've watched throughout the '80s and '90s, someone was rushing and couldn't finish their like they had to get to where they were going. Like life was so busy yeah. in these fictional worlds that it was like just you know, take a swig of orange juice, you know, toast in the mouth, newspaper under the, under the arm, and I'm out the door. You know what I mean? I got I got to go. That's why pop tarts were invented. I feel like this was a this was a ploy in film to sell quick breakfast, big breakfast ploy here to sell things like oh. pop tarts as opposed to you know, I guess the bacon and egg lobby was kind of on its last legs. Within that time frame, things like Pop-Tarts came to be. And that mm. was the like, grab it and get out the door breakfast, right? Interesting. That could be very well, because like I would love to see a movie where people just kind of like, you know, ease out of bed. Oh, what's going on? All right, let's make some eggs. Let's make a little bit of toast. You want some coffee? Let's get some coffee, coffee. Just like a nice, relaxed like a breakfast. Full, a full-on eggs Benedict. Like you're watching... Yeah. Poach the eggs. Yeah. Um, yeah. He got up early. There's no rush. You know what I mean? So it's like, let me grab a nice relaxed breakfast here, guys. Someone should start doing that, I think. Otherwise, I we're just going to eat Pop-Tarts and get fat for the rest of our lives. I think we need to I think we need to change the trajectory of, of Big Breakfast. I don't know what that meant. Who is Big Breakfast, by the way? Is it the food companies? Is it? Is it? I don't know. Is like, it just it, the Pop-Tart companies? No, no. I think, You're I right. Think, there is Big Breakfast because cereal and pot, it's sugar-based, right? I think there's sugar-based Big Breakfast, and then there's, like, the Egg Farmers, mm-hmm. Big Egg, uh, and then the, the Pork Farmers, Big Bacon. Yeah. Uh, but Big big Breakfast is, like, sugar cereals, grain, probably yeah. probably the gluten lobbies in there. Uh, right. And it's not a healthy place. Yeah, a lot of dastardly stuff. Big Breakfast actually does have a terrible history. Apparently, cornflakes were designed by someone who was trying to 
create a cereal that would prevent young children from um, self-massaging, basically. Oh. That's that's actually true. Someone can from look that like feeding the geese. Yeah, okay. that was the intention. Um, okay, how did that, that just? Be, how did they think that was going to work? Um, well, this is back before anyone was really. This is back before the internet. You know what I'm saying? This is like 1920 or something like that. Okay. And also, there was a famous experiment where someone—I forget his name—but he re, he he did experiments where we would add sawdust to cereal. To see at what how much sawdust you could possibly add without any people noticing it, and I believe it was fifteen percent. You could have a cereal that was fifteen percent sawdust without people noticing it. Oh, that's good. Moving on. <laughs> Minute ten. Young Miles Morales, um, who is a spunky young man, precocious, interested in what he's doing, artist, goes to see his cool uncle in his cool uncle's bachelor apartment which is always a mess has yeah. been in every movie i've ever heard of yeah cool uncle makes some popcorn and uh, we see takeout containers on the table typically chinese food shaped takeout containers is that like quintessential chinese food box that i've never actually in my life had eaten chinese food out of no, it sir. usually comes in like a styrofoam thing or one of the round ones I never had the fold-up takeout box. Nope. Uh, I think it only exists in movies, or it's an American thing. Yes. If you did have Chinese takeout containers, would you leave them on the count or the table for any amount of time, or would you quickly bust them away? I think it depends which multiverse chair we're talking to. Uh, oh. s- single multiverse yeah. chair from the single multiverse? Absolutely. They would Can sit we on enter my... that multiverse? Can I ask that chair some questions? Yeah, sure. Yeah, All right, sing- we're going to enter single gen- uh, sing- multiverse chair for yeah. one moment right now. All right, chair, what's going on, bro? Hey, how's it going? Single multiverse chair here. How's it going? Oh, man, you've been partying, bro? You look tired. Yeah, I just got, just got totally lit. Oh, my God. So what were the honeys like, man? Just fly. Were they? Yeah. Did you get those digits, bro? No. Or did you? No, sorry. Did you get their snap, bro? Did you get yeah. their snap? No. 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 Oh. Single multiverse chair did not get the snap. <laughs> Didn't get the Snapchat? No. Did did you get the um the Instagram? I think you have to understand that sing, single multiverse chair is the same age as regular multiverse chair. Right. So he has no clue what the hell any of this is. Okay, where does single multiverse chair actually meet hot ladies? Bowling alley, maybe? Interesting. The shoes don't bother you. No, no, I have both barefoot. I think we should go back because I'm not scared of single, <laughs> single multiverse chair. That's a weird, yeah, proclivity yeah. of. I don't know where that came from, but I'm a little weirded out by it. So I don't know. It didn't really work for me. <laughs> okay, all right, we're going back to the regular multiverse, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, moving on. Oh, this actually pertains to you. Number at uh, minute thirty-seven. Peter yeah. Parker is lying in bed and eating a slice of pizza, and the pizza box is on the bed, which you said you did We've ha- or did, have yeah. done. Well, that yeah. was what, what... It's part of the uh, canon of the, the show. Oh, you're, you're for... Yeah, uh, we are... Uh, well, that was, you know, in, engaged or dating multiverse chair. Okay. Um, and we used to eat in bed. 
But pizza in bed is a dangerous task, right? I mean, I mean we I've already told the story, but where, you, uh, this, yeah. where I literally dropped it on a yeah. So okay. pizza in bed is a it's a, just a mess. To, it's a single guy thing though, isn't it? Like lying in bed, New York apartment. Peter Parker's in, from Queens, right? So New York's one bed like studio apartment. So there's nowhere else to eat but your bed. Um, yep. And you're just sitting eating pizza in bed. That's that's how they kind of play him out. He's just fallen to the bottom rung of life. Mm. He, he's so far down the bottom rung that he's just eating pizza in bed. Yeah, that really does has, uh, is, is a demarcation of the low level because, like, what one if at, 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 in any other situation where you're doing pretty well in life, you would eat at a table. At yeah. the very least, you're living room or like a table you know um coffee table coffee table if not least yeah if not the dining room table yeah you would never be eating on your bed as a successful person because that means you would have to even if you're depressed you'd have to carry the box further or up some stairs to get to your bedroom right well now i feel bad for you for doing that in your life i i kind of well no i wasn't at the end of my rope eating in bed was like a it was just a fun thing Oh, just a self-indulgent thing at that point. Yeah. Like, look at me. Look at it, me, world. Yeah. It, it, there's two ways to look at it, right? There's one way if I'm doing it alone and I'm, you know, I'm sweating. Wait, have you eaten in bed with other people, eating pizza and other people? Yeah. That was with my my now wife at the time. You were, you were oh, I didn't even get that. I'm we so were sorry. eating together in bed. That's, that's a different story. Oh, like, sorry that, about that. Yeah. Single guy eating in bed alone. Um grease on article of clothing maybe the cr- the crumbs alone are a crime yeah, against humanity there's a sh- yes. th- there's a lack of showering in there somewhere that's what this is okay guy with girlfriend or wife who you know they like to be in bed and eat food in bed together that's cool that's fine that's that's cool actually you know, that's yeah. a baller lifestyle yeah. There's, you know, there's a difference between the two. And Huge one, difference. One yeah. is you have, you're doing, you're not alone in your endeavor, and and you're you you probably showered recently. No, that's 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 a completely different other side of the coin than the other I, one, which is I much think bad. Worse. Eating in bed is is how good it is, or how you know how despicable it is, is actually directly correlated to how recently you've showered. Okay, so fresh out of the shower, pizza. Grab a box of pizza, head up to bed. I think you're okay. I think you're okay too, actually. I, w- I would say yes. If, yeah. you're, if you're careful. The only thing that beats that is uh, those surgeons who take a break from surgery and then eat a pizza. Yeah, because they're like sterile. They're they're in their yeah. scrubs and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, that's a whole thing. you got to scrub in again. I actually delivered a pizza to a guy in the middle of surgery at the hospital here in Halifax back in the day. He had, he was in this long surgery, and he was, they were taking a break and delivered a pizza to him. Got hungry. Got hungry. Uh, minute 44, great burger scene. Peter yeah. Parker doesn't want to help Miles, but feels guilty, and they cut to him in a diner. Um, Peter really ex- talking about how much he likes the burger. Miles is kind of like looking at him sideways, and then he goes for Miles's burger. So it's interesting because they're both Spider-Man, man's people, and uh, they both have burgers. But the fatter, more indulgent Spider-Man not only t- eats his burger, but also takes Miles's. Yeah, burger. he's just. Do you think that's symbolic of anything? Like, what's, what do you think's going on here? Hmm. 
I don't know. I mean, and also, and also, this is they're having breakfast too. This is a breakfast meal. Breakfast burger, right? Um, yeah. Have you ever eaten a hamburger for breakfast? No, but I would like to. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I just, yeah. Can I? Can you get a burger at breakfast time at McDonald's? No, they got dude. This McDonald's breakfast. Yeah, they no, I, I'm aware of that. But, but like, if I go, like, can I get a quarter pounder? They're not going to do that for me. No, no. This is a breakfast menu. Why are they it's so a, fascist about this? I think they have like specific systems, like food systems. Set in. I've never worked at McDonald's. I have no idea, but I assume they have a system for the morning that they can only do breakfast efficiently, and after that, they can only do the other menu efficiently. Like Otherwise, just, you're right. They should do it. They they would. Yeah. They should do it. It's like on rails, right? So they just yeah. they got the assembly line in the back, and it's all set up for breakfast as opposed to burger. All right, fair enough. So you would get a quarter pounder for for breakfast. You, you I'd, be, I'd be curious to try it. I kind of now that you mentioned it, I would really love a Big Mac for breakfast. Yeah. If I'm gonna eat a burger from breakfast, I'm going Big Mac. Yeah, Big Mac, yeah. Big Mac guy all the way. If I have a like, McDonald's burger, it's always a Big Mac. Uh, my did we talk about our orders before? What was your order at McDonald's? Big Mac. Always. Big Mac fries? Big Mac fries, yeah. What's the drink? Coke. Okay. I'm a cheeseburger McChicken guy with a cup of water. So do you, you get a cheeseburger and a McChicken? Yeah, we talked about this, right? Yeah. But yeah. you don't make it's a different sandwich nope. out of the... No, okay, you're not mixing uh, it. All right. One's the appetizer, one's the main course, then you got your water. I do, so if I ever get nuggets, because I find that like 10 nuggets doesn't really do the trick for me... Then I'll get a burger, a cheeseburger, to yeah. just kind of fill in the void. Chaser. Call yeah. It. Yeah. Cheeseburger yeah. chaser. Yeah. I like those little single cheeseburgers. You can eat like 10 of them if you want. Bro, there was a time where if I ever walked past a McDonald's, I would just go in and get one because uh, there was always room for a cheeseburger and they're yeah. like two bucks. Like, oh. And they're not like, they're not invasive. They're just, it's a tiny cheeseburger. Eat it with your hands. You can keep walking. It's great. Yeah. It's a good the McDonald's cheeseburger is a very underrated kind of it's it's the OG on the menu. It's been there since day one. Yeah, consistency is incredible with that cheeseburger. Always good. Keep it keep it up, McDonald's. Um, Fifty two. They infiltrate the uh, the lab where Doctor Octavius is working. Doc Ock. Yeah, a female a female Doc Ock. Yeah, as opposed to the Doc Ock we know from the Toby. McGuire, Alfred Molina, right. Uh, this is uh, this is a female Doc Ock who is, I guess, his daughter. Uh, I'm not sure, but can we check into Single Jer for a sec? Yeah, checking in with Single Jer. Would you, in this multiverse that they're in, hook up with female Doc? Smash female Doc. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You would. Yeah, why not? Even if you worked in the same workplace. I mean, there's a lot of risk. There's an inherent risk in smashing female Doc Ock because she's got some sort of, you know, if she, it, she's an evil person, she's an evil, crazy person. Yeah, which is usually means it's going to be a good time. Um, and if you, you know, make her angry, she could kill you. Yeah, she rip your arms off. Yeah, but um, but, but if you, you, you you like that element of danger. Too, I like I the risk. The risk is interesting, and it's probably and and, and, and you're pretty sure she's going to be. Good at uh, oh yeah, crazy and and good usually go hand in hand, right? Okay, so it's worth the risk to your life to go through with it. I think it would, or, be. or your job if you work there. 
yeah, I can get another job. If, I, if I'm working in a very advanced science lab, I, th- I feel like, you know, I'm probably pretty smart. Okay. Wow. So you think that the juice is worth taking a risk for your career and your life. That's how good the juice would be. I feel like it would be. And she's got all the extra arms, too. Like, if you are... Oh, that's another thing. Are you yeah. going arms on or arms off? Well, I, I feel like the arms can't come off. Like, that's part of Doc Ock's mythology is it's fused... It, it In the original with the dude, it was fused to his spine or something, right? Like, it was fused... In, in this one, it seems like she can hide them. They're, like, kind yeah, of but these amorphous blobs. So, I, I mean... Uh, would, would, you, would you incorporate the arms in the lovemaking? I, I would hope we would. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. right. If it's there, why not try something exciting? Interesting. Interesting thoughts. Okay. What about you? Uh, Female dog. No, she's she's a bad person, man. I can't. What do you? I couldn't do that. All right. Fair enough. She's killed people. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, she's a murderer. She's a psychotic murderer uh, with delusions of great. I can't. You can't have sex with. No. Well, you're just a saint, aren't you? I guess I am. All right. <laughs> Um, all right, moving back to the regular uh, Mary Jair yeah, universe. Okay, so the bagel joke, where he pl- part of the plan is to take a bagel yeah. during this heist of this, uh, what do they call it? They call it, have a special name for it. I don't, I don't it's, know. it's like a computer chip that takes yeah, the, care of it's the... It's like a, uh, go- a goober or something they call yeah, it? Yeah, I guess a goober, right, right, right. Like that, yeah. But the bag- I will say this, the bagel joke where they're escaping the cafeteria yeah, and they run out with a bagel and the, the, the lady's like, stop him, stop him. They took a bagel. One of the funniest things I've ever seen in the movie. Yeah, I thought it's- it was, especially considering they pl- it was part of the plan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, God, these guys are on another level, man. Like that is a, that is a hilarious joke just yeah. with a bagel. I no, thought it was pretty just- good. I did laugh out loud when I saw it in the theater. I thought it was so funny. <sighs> All right. Moving right along. One hour, two minutes in. Oh, this is yours. Uh, black and white Spider-Man, played by Nick Cage, likes to drink egg creams and fight Nazis. Go ahead and tell us what that's all about. Yeah, well, we saw it when... So now the uh, Spider-Verse has kind of... The other Spider-People have come through the Spider-Verse, and we have a few of them. We have the... Tokyo robot girl who has the mental connection with the spider that operates the robot. We have uh, this black and white L.A. Noir-esque uh, Spider-Man. Steampunk kind of like yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, he's it's, great. It's like a, it's, it's like a, he's a, it's, 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 he's like a detective Spider-Man or something, right? Like you could picture that comic book series being him talking to himself like with that Spider-Man does that throughout any comic book. There's always that self-narration oh, yeah. that, that he but, does. But in his, it would be like super nihilistic and, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Hard-boiled. Hard it's like another, it's like a DC, uh, what's the, The Watchmen? You ever see The Watchmen? Which was kind of an right. interesting, yeah, there yeah. was Rorschach. It's kind of like yeah. Rorschach. Like he's that, you know, classic detective, L.A. Confidential-esque uh, detective, um Black Dahlia kind of thing. And um, voiced by Nick Cage. And he says something. He says that he likes to drink a, what does he call it? An egg cream. Egg, egg creams. Yeah, egg creams. Ironically has no eggs in it. It's just, from what I understand, it's a drink with milk. 
you take some carbonated water. So I guess like just soda water, which sounds really disgusting. Um, and then you put in some flavored syrup. So I would guess like a chocolate syrup. So I think if I have time, I'm going to try and make this and, and I'll report back and tell you guys what it's at. We don't have a recipe for today because basically a lot of these things are we've already either done or um, are not interesting to make recipes for. So at least we're providing you with a recipe to how to make your own egg creams. Uh, but I'm going to try it out and see because it's supposed to be we were talking last time, I believe, or two episodes ago about uh, floats, root beer floats, Coke floats. Yep. And you you're not a fan. Nope. Um, but this is like a different way at it, a different way to make a float, apparently, from the, the 1950s or 40s or whatever, 20s. I have no idea um, that is supposed to be similar to that. So I'll give it a try. If I can right, find so, chocolate syrup in time. So there is a tentative recipe, maybe. Well, the recipe is, as I've told you, uh, but I maybe I'll report back and tell you how it goes. I haven't tasted okay. it. Uh, Straight Jair playing real coy with the recipe this week. Um, uh, we enjoy it, though. So uh, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so one hour, 26 minutes in. Great scene. Phenomenal scene where Mary Jane wants more bread at table 12. They're all wearing bow ties, which apparently makes everyone think that they are yeah. waiters yeah. in this universe. Just like um, Clark Kent's glasses fool everyone in thinking he's Superman. I believe the bow ties have the same power right. of hypnosis. Right. And he is trying to express his regrets over their relationships, relationship and apologize to her. But it's all expressed in him saying, I'm sorry, I don't have the bread and this and that. Like, it's a great kind of uh, misconnection multiverse scene based around bread. Yeah. Would, yeah. would you like to expand on that? Uh, I mean, not much other than this also bookends the bread in the beginning because it's also with Mary Jane. So I don't know if that's an intentional bookending, but uh, I found it interesting. Um it's a bit of a pivotal moment for this washed up Spider-Man. Like where his story is. This, this is his moment right here. Yeah. This is it. This, this is, yeah. His story is interesting because he doesn't care about being Spider-Man anymore. He's the antithesis to the Peter Parker we saw in the beginning who got killed. Uh, but he doesn't want to be Spider-Man anymore. He's kind of at the end of his rope. He doesn't like, he's lost his wife, Mary Jane. Um, he's put on weight he wears sweatpants as Spider-Man, which I thought was kind of fun. Um, but he yeah, this this might be this is the Spider-Man from a dark timeline. Yeah, basically. this is like giving up Spider-Man from the giving yeah. up multiverse. Um, Tough one. Tough so one. interesting, but uh, this moment kind of I think is when he decides that he's he wants his old life back. So it's it's the scene of redemption around I, bread. I think it starts with the bread. This is this is he's been a he's been down this entire time. It's been very expressed through his character that he's very low yeah. and feels defeated. And you feel this is a pivotal moment where he changes his life and he thinks, you know what, I'm going to put all this behind me, and I'm going to I'm going to build myself back up again from here. It's a redemption bread roll. Redemption bread roll. Um, courageous carbohydrates. A lot of things. 
Minute 143, and you wrote this. You just said hot dog stand. Do you have anything to say about hot dog stand? I love hot dog stands. I love hot dogs. Hot dogs are one of my favorite foods. Mm-hmm. Um, Fa- favorite? You're saying favorite here? Yeah. One of my top, oh, okay. top five favorite things to eat in the world is a hot dog. Um, wow. I didn't see that coming. Always been a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I... Toronto. Well, well let, let's go, baby. Where's, where's the best hot dogs? Is it hot dogs in Chicago? Like they say, what are we talking about? All right. So here's my here's my beef. Here we go. Here we go, here's baby. My, here's my anger. Tor- oh, I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this. Toronto banned hot dog stands. They used yes. to be ubiquitous. You'd see them on every corner. There was a hot dog stand. Great they, trunk food at night. They're always yeah, open. They had shops, these dogs. Um, they were all good. And I used to, I, I went, I lived in Asia prior to the ban and I would think about them nonstop. You couldn't get a good hot dog where I lived in Asia. The only place you could get a serviceable hot dog was Costco. Uh, Costco hot dogs are fantastic. I love them. We we all love, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Big fan of Costco, Costco hot, dogs. hot dogs. Please please sponsor us, Costco. By the way, yeah, I or or don't. I'll shout out your hot dogs for free all day every day. Um, oh. but Toronto banned them, and it, but when I was in Asia, I would like think about when I come back. The first thing I would do would go and get one because I love them so much. And there were some okay. that were better than others. So there was one at. Bloor and Avenue Road in front of the church. There's a church there. And there I've been to that hot dog stand and you're right there. Very good. He was he was doing good ones. Yeah. Um Finch Subway Station. Mm-hmm. There was a guy that did hot dogs. He also had good sausage, if that's you know mm. your cup of tea. Um uh, now they, there's only a couple left, and I don't know what their permitting situation is. There's one down on King Street near Roy Thompson Hall. There are a couple down in that area around the Sky Dome when the Jays come on, like they they are allowed to set up then. So you can still get it, but it's very. And sometimes there's a guy in Yorkville who will set up, and he's pretty good too. But I mean, you kind of take what you can get these days. So it's not just a. I'm calling it out now because there's a hot dog vendor, and then in the very next food scene, the pig. Uh, Spider ham. Peter Peter Porker. Peter Porker, Spider Ham is eating yeah. a, running and eating a hot dog, which I thought was funny. And just, you know, another instance of food. The last instance of food in the movie. Um yeah. so yeah. What are your thoughts? Oh, by by the way, uh, sorry, uh, uh, before we move on. Sp- uh, Spider Ham eating a hot dog. Very symbolic of multiverses. He's a pig and he's eating a hot dog which probably has pig in it. And he's uh, eating that, he, so it's pig inside of you know what I mean. Multiverse could, could be eating a beef hot dog. Most hot dogs are beef, right? Are they? I all thought they beef. were just everything. No, the, the the ones you get, the Shopsies ones or the Nathans, they're all beef hot yeah. dogs. Yeah, because they because oh, right. especially the New York ones because they have to be kosher. Oh, okay. Sorry. All right. All right. Well, no symbolism there then, but uh, it's oh, interesting. Uh, I, I, that would be cannibalism. Yeah, that would be cannibalism. Yeah, right. It's interesting, the hot dog stand, apparently you have to apply for licenses in New York and the Central Park hot dog, there's a specific one in Central Park, which I think is over a million dollars for that license. It's like a lot of money. It's a great license. But I'm wondering what that guy pulls a year in hot dogs. Must be more than 100,000 at least. So Yeah. All right. That was all the food in 
uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, one of the best movies I've seen in the last decade. Uh, very, very well regarded by both of us. Now we will get into the food awards and final thoughts. So let's just get into it, bro. Best use of food in the movie? I like the redemption bread. The redemption bread? Yeah. Mary Jane? That was really good, eh? I think it just helped push his story along. It made him, he was an anti-hero, and then he kind of became the hero in the end. It was really good. It was kind of touching, actually. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it's a good one. How about you? I'm going to go with the uh, so-so popsicle, because it's a small detail, but they went there and actually... They, like, showed it. it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was pretty so-so. <laughs> I remember those popsicles uh, when I was a kid, and... The, the photo on the side of the Popsicle van never looked like there was a ghost one. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'll get the ghost Popsicle. Yeah, that's going to take it out. It looks nothing like it. Yeah. It looks like somebody stepped on it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wh- so what? Like that. Uh, when you were a kid, did you eat, were they the Popsicle Pete Popsicles? You know, the two, and you could break it in half. Did you rock yep, those? Yep. What fl- oh, those, by the way, great. Whoever the UX designer was on those. Yeah. Phenom- that guy should be in the Hall of Fame of UX design. I don't, the, I don't being know. able to snap it in half like that. And I don't then know suck about that. I saw a lot of uh, kids. I saw a lot of kids like mess up that snap in half. Like you, 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 you got you got to do it on the table, man. Yeah, you do it on the table, but then sometimes it just breaks in half, and then you've just got like chunks of popsicle with no stick, and it's like a nightmare to eat. Um, okay. I, I don't know. They never. I ne- I would say it's like cracking an egg, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For the most part, if you know how to properly crack an egg. <laughs> you'll be fine. You won't mm-hmm. get shell in it. You'll keep the yolk intact and all the, you know, but nine, eight times out of 10, or sorry, two, three times out of 10, you might mess that up. Right. And that's the same thing with those stupid popsicles. But I think it adds an element of challenge to it because yeah. who wants to take a knife out and cut it like a, like a, like a, you know, I don't want to say, but like, who's going to do that? You, you got to give it your shot, man. You got to shoot your shot. And here's the thing. You have to do it with confidence, otherwise it does fragment. Oh yeah, no. So if I, you're not if you're not slamming that puppy, it's it's over. Boom, uh, and, one and, just bam. And then you collect the points and you get the the prize sent to you in the mail. You gotta send like forty popsicle sticks to somebody. But that's the other part of it though. It's the it's the beginning UX, bam, that's delightful. And then you get the little surprise in the popsicle stick. That's also great a great part of the experience. So, you know, I I think as as a UX experience is it was really good. What flavor did you were you partial to in that in that sphere there? Those popsicle peat guys. Oh, uh, orange. Yeah, bold. Yeah, the best, right? If I could, so orange was like kind of the 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 go to, like the quintessential. Um, mm-hmm. I was not a grape guy. No, I wasn't either. I like the red one was always kind of welcome. That was good. Banana or lime? If you could get banana or lime, those ones were good. Then they also had the three color one, the white, yeah, which was good. But orange was kind of the one, right? Like it, it uh, orange was the one, yeah, yeah. It always yeah. just it always hit, always slaps, as the kids say today. Yeah. So, uh, who in this movie would you most like to have dinner with? Who in this movie? Would it's you not Doc Ock. It's not gonna be Doc Ock. Uh, well, no, because I, I don't think we'd be eating much. Um, okay. Hello. Single Jer just made a visit, everyone. Um, <laughs> yeah, non-married Jer uh, said that. Not married mm-hmm. Jer. 
<laughs> I'm able to jump multiverses without announcing it. I like how you look behind you there for a sec. <laughs> if you're not on YouTube, you just look behind him. Yeah. <laughs> That's where she'd come in. That's um, what? There's a door behind you, too. Oh, God. I, okay. Man, do what I have dinner with. I kind of liked... I like the 1920s black and white Spider-Man. I found that funny. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a good Spider-Man to have dinner with. That's a good Spider-Man. Shoot. Now what do I do? Oh, God, that was a good one. Damn it. Did I take that from you? <laughs> yeah, you did. You know what? I wasn't even thinking about it, so you're fine. Oh, but okay. um, I think I would go with uh, blonde Spider-Man. Like the girl? No, the guy who... Oh, the original kills. Peter Parker. All right. The, the the one who was like living his best life before he died. He got <laughs> snatched out of his Spider-Verse into this Spider-Verse and he got killed. I'm, I'm glad you're not taking an underage teenage girl Spider-Man. Um, oh, no, no, I would not. Absolutely not. No, no. Is there, <laughs> is not there, going there. Is there a multiverse in which we can <laughs> get you to go... No. Whoa. No. Oh my God. Uh I will not I will not, sir. I will no, not. We're enter not that going multiverse. into my <laughs> I will not enter that multiverse. No, sir, I will not. I, I swear, I was in the multiverse, I swear. <laughs> Your Honor, my client was in the multiverse. I mean what are we talking about here? He's using the, the multiverse. The judge is like, case dismissed, boom. He's right using there. the multiverse defense. The multiverse defense, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's dark stuff. Oh, that dark. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I'm going with uh, uh, blonde, blonde, very, very grown up, and uh, you know, in his prime, Peter Parker, Spider Man. In his prime, Peter Parker. I want to talk to prime Peter Parker just because I feel like I can absorb some of his prime Peter Parker energy. Yeah, and learn something and kind of make myself better top. being around him. It's always good talking to somebody at the top of their game, right? Oh, it's good. It's well, that's why I'm doing a new podcast. For our three and a half listeners out there, I am doing a new podcast doing exactly that, but that's here. You're just here teasing that. it? You want to give us a little more? No, not right now. Okay. I, I'd prefer to keep these multiverses separate. The, uh, the podcast timing. multiverse. All right. Well, yeah. keep an eye out for Paul's new podcast. It's going to be coming shortly. Yep. I believe that's it. Final thoughts on Spider-Man Into. Are we, we're rating it as a, as a film. Well, the ratings. As a film. Yes, the the ratings. ratings. Uh, so as a film, what do you got? Five out of five. Um, what were we calling those dinner rolls? Uh, Redemption rolls. Courageous Carbohydrates. Yeah. Sorry? Cour courageous Carbohydrates. Five out of five Courageous Carbohydrate dinner rolls uh, as a movie movie. Gonna have to go with one out of five Chinese takeout boxes as a food movie. Sorry, Spider. Impossible first. to find Chinese takeout boxes. Yeah. Uh, all right, as a film, I'm also I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Uh, mm. Gay multiverse Spider-Man, and as wow. okay, and as a uh, as a movie movie you said as a as a movie movie that's a four. Okay. As a food movie, I'm going to agree with you as a one, one. Oh, I'm not going to say that. We'll get demonetized. Uh, we already are after this episode, dude. Come on, what are we talking about? One wild night with a female Dr. Octopus. Yeah. As a food movie. Yeah, I can't. I don't want to go there either, man. Like We're not getting demonetized. We didn't swear. No, I know. Well, I think I may have let one go, but... 
All right, final thoughts, uh, if you have any. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, I, was, I, I think this was a, a, a good film. Uh, I'm surprised we got as much food out of it as we did. I thought it was going to be pretty barren, but... Uh, hey, shout out to us for uh, tangents and riffing. Yeah, uh, I mean, we, Spider-Man. we got through it. Um, we invented multiverses. We did a lot on this. Well, we, we explored multiverses mm-hmm. of our, you know, of our, our own psyche. Yeah. We dove into the multiverse that is our collective hive mind. Hell yeah, we did. Uh, and sometimes not our collective hive mind when I said things that offended you. Um, but No, those, those, those are part of me too. Those are. We, we are our hive mind, so I got to take responsibility for half of those. All right. Great. I, I led you down that road. Yeah, we went, down, we went down some dark roads. We came back. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 we visited some interesting multiverses. Okay. So that was your final thoughts? Yeah, how about you? Uh, final thoughts. Great movie. I think it is. Uh, it, it, it is like Inception, one of those movies that is carrying the medium forward into its next iteration, to the next level of where it's going. I think it's a modern movie. It's a movie of the internet age, and it's a movie for the TikTok generation, and it's a movie for um, those with no religion uh, who are growing up in this very kind of uncertain world. Uh, yeah, that's from my thoughts on the Spider-Verse pretty much. And our next episode, we, Jer is going to dip back into the game multiverse to see who he would be taking on a date. No, no promise. No promises. No promises. It takes a lot. Uh, It takes a lot for me to jump multiverses, but no promises. Um, Uh, well, we'll put some peer pressure on him and just, uh, or or we won't actually. No, you know, we'll just leave you... (laughs) Do your thing. <laughs> Leave me to my multiverses. Um, yeah. Did yeah. did we want to? Uh, did did we have a movie we wanted to do, or did we want to just propose one, or what? If you have one in mind, uh, we can. We, we were thinking about doing the menu. Yeah, I was about to say we should probably do that. Okay, so next episode we will be doing. Uh, we will breaking. We will be breaking down the food in the menu, which is the movie. Which has come out. Uh, it's got the food world buzzing. A lot of, so, a lot of great yeah. looking guys in it. So gay multiverse Jer might find his uh, his match. Oh, I can't I can't wait personally. The suspense. The what we call in the business an open loop. Yeah. So yeah, just left it open. Cliffhanger right there. Wide open. Um, this has been the Food Movies Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you have a good week.